Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. What's up, guys? I am Justin Hausner, uh, tournament director and president of New York Kayak Bass Fishing. Been a tournament director for about 10 years, and I am the host of Paddle and Fin's new show, The Director's Cut. Uh, I am going to have the opportunity to be interviewing some amazing directors from around the country, uh, from your local uh, tournament trails, and get the inside scoop of what it really takes to run a successful tournament trail. Um, buckle up. It's going to be fun. <laughs> hey, guys. Justin with NYKBF featuring the next tournament trail in our series. first attempt at a intro so i don't know we'll see it's that's going to develop for a while but hey, i think you did a great job great <laughs> job it is what it is um but hey uh my first guests uh are william and matt uh from mid-atlantic kayak bass fishing i'll um, you guys i'll let you introduce yourselves and uh your roles uh over there at mid-atlantic so my name is matt campbell I am part of the, the director team running Mid-Atlantic Kayak Bass Fishing. I've actually been involved. I uh, started fishing the series the first year it came out in 2013, and I've been involved with helping to run it since about 2015. My name is William Benini. Um, so I was a part of the Delaware Paddle Sports Kayak Bass Fishing Series. Uh, we recently merged the two big behemoths here in the mid-atlantic mid-atlantic kayak bass fishing and delaware Palace sports kayak bass fishing we merged them together i am also on matt's team and i am also one of the five tournament directors for the native no limit big bass series oh wow yeah busy man <laughs> yeah just a little bit yeah <laughs> so so let's talk let's talk a little bit about the trail specifically what is um uh is it just you guys or is there more um um, more directors or more leadership, um, more people that we want to give shout outs to or. Absolutely. And Matt, I can take this one if you're okay with it. Yeah, um, so we're, we run a five member leadership team. So one of the things we've always believed in is having a group of not only anglers, but people that are just passionate about the sport. So you see Matt and me here, we do have one identified position. That's Mr. Fetterman, Aaron Fetterman. He is our president. 
Um, the rest of us just serve as tournament directors and a part of the collective. We also have Alex Fiocca. A lot of people should recognize that name here in the Northeast. We have Becky Robinson joining the leadership team. And then we also do something pretty unique here. We bring in what we identify as angler liaison. So we want a voice of the anglers. They're still competing, not, you know, it, when you're directing, you're, you're directing and competing, but we wanted voices from competitors. Mm. So we bring in four people to serve as liaisons to share opinions and, and help us guide the direction of where the series are going. So huge shout out to Jay Karshman. I'm sure a lot of people recognize that name, Ronnie Robinson, Dennis Campbell, and Ryan Liganelli. So they make up the collective, but your core leadership team are the first five I talked about. Nice. Nice. I like that. I like that idea of having those liaisons. That's a pretty, that's a pretty interesting concept. That's pretty cool. They bring a unique perspective because they're still competing, right? And Matt still competes and Alex still competes. Me and um, me and Aaron competes on a national level. I haven't competed in a while. I've really focused on the director side of it. Mm -hmm. But they bring in just real world like, hey, you guys could do this better. And, it, yeah. and it's nice to have that forum for them to speak up and us make the valuable and important changes. Yeah, I think that's one thing to always keep in mind too, right? It's a, it's a tournament series, but it's a community before really anything else. And absolutely, sure that the community is happy is is, is key, right? Um, so so tell me, um, you guys, how did the trail get started? You know, do you do do you even remember? Uh, it's been so long ago, probably. But the trail actually started originally with Matt Baden. Uh, he and there's a couple other folks decided that they wanted to do a little local trail series. And the first year, I think they had five or six events um, in 2013. And mm -hmm. it was something just, you know, back in 2013 is when I kind of feel like there was a turning point and kayak fishing really took off for a lot of tournament series. KBF was getting bigger and they decided to do a little local series. And they had probably 10, 15 guys, most events. But it was like, hey, let's go, you know, over to uh, the Potomac River, or whatever. We'll get a few guys on a Saturday, throw in 20 bucks a piece, and let's have some fun and, you know, see if we can enjoy this together. I mean, a lot of the guys were already, you know, there were groups, small groups that were already fishing together yeah, and doing things uh, on the different bodies of water. And they decided to start the trail. And that's what, you know. Matt Baden got it rolling and he ran it for the first few years. And, you know, since then we've, we've rolled through, you know, a few different folks, but we've continued to grow year after year. Nice. Nice. And so, um, what would you say, I mean, we'll get into this more later of like kind of your, your current days. I know you said you started with, you know, just a handful of guys, you know, getting together, but you know, what would, what's a tournament, look like for you now in 22-2023? I can take this one, Matt. So I'm the analytics guy. I run the numbers and, and, and do that. It's it's a little pet passion of mine. So right, if you were to take, because remember last year we were operating as two individual series. This year mm. we're merging as, as, as one large series. Mm -hmm. Last year we were averaging in the 50 to 52 range from a unique angler perspective. Um, all of the numbers put together right now with year-over-year -year growth that we've exhibited over the past two years in the Northeast and in the Mid-Atlantic specifically, 
We're slated to average in the 72 to 80 range. I think we'll probably land in that 70 range because there are some changes as we get bigger, bodies of water have to change and so on. Um, Matt knows a little bit about what's going on. We have some really big surprises from the anglers from a sponsorship perspective this year that I think will draw some attention mm -hmm. that, and without giving too many Easter eggs away, will mm -hmm. draw some attention from some areas because we're going to do something here that most, most clubs haven't done before. Yeah. So, um, so we should growth. average in that 70 range is what I'm expecting to turn mm -hmm. out. That's beautiful. And what would you say would be your like regional span? Like where, where, you know, what's your, uh, you know, circumference, I guess, or, you know, how far out to go? I mean, historically, go ahead, Matt. Uh, historically over the years that, you know, mid Atlantic, which yeah. is true, you know, um, Virginia, Maryland, Pennsylvania, Delaware, that's been our historic map and various body of waters within that region, typically mm -hmm. Northern Virginia up into Southeastern Pennsylvania. Okay. And then over to Delaware, uh, moving forward, we've got a couple of body of waters that are expanding that footprint uh, a little bit and it's an evaluation process moving forward. But I mean, we're going to stay true to our mid-Atlantic in this first season and get it rolling and, you know, see how the 70 average goes and where we end up for the season and move forward from there. Do you, do you find that your community, that your, that your diehards would, would, you know, travel those, those distances and stuff for that? No. Yeah. I mean, I think the mid-Atlantic, we've typically gone anywhere from Fredericksburg, Virginia, which is, let's say 45 minutes up south of BC okay. up to the Susquehanna and Harrisburg, mm -hmm. which is a couple hours north, northwest mm -hmm. to the shores of Delaware, you know, which is two hours east of BC. So kind of that, you know, two to two and a half hour range from BC has kind right. of been our sweet spot. And that's what we've always done. I know with the merger with Delaware, they've, they've expanded their footprint over the last couple of years too. They tend to stay. Uh, we've done a couple of events further away. There's just been more local to Delaware mm -hmm. for uh, probably the large majority of their events. But okay. Um, okay. to be honest, we've got guys that have fished both series for several years now. And um, for the most part, everybody's ready to roll. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's exciting about two trails, you know, coming together to kind of, you know, build and, you know, kind of make a, a more elite kind of series and, and community. That's, that's really exciting. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we're we're pretty pumped. Yeah. So, I, you know, what do you guys, you know, from that, from those first years, you know, to now, you know, um, you know, how have you grown, you know, from that first year? You know, what what, what would you, what do you like most attribute to your growth? Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, are you talking about from a director perspective or from a series perspective? Yeah, or you both? know, really, really from uh, from both. I mean, it could be, you know things that that you or other directors have have gone the extra mile and and you know put that put those you know those off-season hours in um you know that people might not see uh, normally uh you know or you know just what what you've done to kind of try to establish that community um i'll take this i'll start matt and then i'll let you jump in so from a director perspective mm -hmm. um and, and justin we kind of talked about this a little bit through messages 
I, I try and stay in touch with some of the bigger directors around the country. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I, I don't think we always need to reinvent the wheel. And I think a lot of people get caught in that cycle. Sometimes you can emulate. Sometimes you can take a page out of someone's book, especially if you find a director that you can talk to that's done it for 10 years or 15 years, and you can save yourself the effort of going through the mistakes. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things from a director perspective that has always, and I take that from my professional career too. If there's someone <laughs> yeah. out there that's doing really well at something, call them and find out what they're doing. And here's the thing, and, and for all the directors that are listening and the people that are going to listen to this, directors want to talk. They want to let you know what's behind the scenes. It's, sure. it's not this hidden shroud <laughs> and so on. Um, so that's one of the things I've done. And one of the things I'd love people to know is it might sound cool to, oh, I get to call this person, talk to this person, but it's countless hours on the phone every week. My kids go to bed. I got three kids and most of the people, fortunately, I talked to a lot of people on the West coast at nine o'clock. My wife's like, okay, you're done. It's fishing mode. And I'm like, yep. And I'm outside walking, (laughs) pacing the driveway, talking to people and so on. Same (laughs) thing. I've tried to do that with the series. I try Mm. to pick the phone up and call the anglers. Hey, how was your event? What'd you like? Did you enjoy it? What was your feedback? Anything we can do better? You know, how, and I've done that every year as we've moved forward. Um, Matt spearheaded, we run an end of the year barbecue at our number one sponsor, Delaware Paddle Sports, right? And Matt was one of the proponents and one of the people that just built that. And it's like a party. Mm-hmm. And so while we're all there and the anglers are eating and having a good time, I try and move around through the audience and it's like, Hey, what'd you like? What didn't you like? Right. What would you like to right. see next year? Um, mm-hmm. And I think that connection to the anglers is what has grown the series, both of them exponentially mm-hmm. year after year, after year, after year, after year, because it's quite often an angler. Like this year, we had a couple anglers traveling down from New York to fish with us. We had anglers traveling down from New Jersey to fish with us. And that's the first thing they say when they're done. They're like, whoa, this is different. It's just different. Like it feels like a big family. And that's something that I've tried to keep my hands around for for, with every ounce of my energy. Keep it, keep it a family, keep innovating, keep making it better. Yeah. Yeah, I think that uh, that goes a long way because I feel like in today's world, you know, it's you can have that t- that kayak tournament, you can have that, you know, eight hours on a kayak grinding and you know, you know, wanting to place and wanting to win, but those what's going to bring people back is that event, is that community, you know, that you know they can go and you know talk to the competitors afterwards and you know, learn what worked, what didn't work and, you know, how, how to do better. And, you know, it's just, it's just about that community growth. And if people get shut out, um, you know, and nobody wants to talk to anybody, then that's going to fizzle fast. It's, it's, it's cool that you guys got that going on. Um, Cause I really, I really think that's, that's important. Um, At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. 
Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Um, so would you say that it's a, when with your tournaments, uh, you know, and again, I know it's both, um, but would you say that you try to focus more on the competitive nature of your tournaments or do you, do you focus more on the community kind of, um, uh, you know, kind of, you know, um, relaxed kind of atmosphere, uh, you know, to get people to. That's a hard question because I know it's both, you know, and, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, everybody has those grinders. Everybody wants to win. Everybody wants to, you know, hold the big checks up, um, you know, but, uh, you know, from what you said, you know, you guys kind of answer that you guys, you guys kind of put that focus on, on that camaraderie, on that, on that community, which is pretty nice. I, I would say like that, I mean, the underlying thread with ties all of us together, the community, the people being able to work together. Um, on the water, you still got, you know, folks that have that competitive and want to do well. But, you know, Bill and I both could come up with plenty of stories where, you know, somebody was having trouble or having a bad day and somebody just pulled up next to him. Hey, man, how's it going? Like, you doing okay? Is there anything I can do for you? Or, you know. God forbid we've had a we've had a couple of times where guys have flipped, you know, and people have literally stopped what they're doing, anything related to the tournament to help out and jump in and you know, and the message goes out and it's like, hey, what can we do? You know, anybody got a couple extra rods we can give them? Can we give them gear, get them back in the game if they're willing to? So oh, that's awesome. I mean, there's a everybody has like fun with the competitive nature and we always wanna you know, there's always this drive for the year to win an event and to be an AOI because in, in both of these series leading up to this merger, it was, you know, it was bragging rights for sure. And it, it was something that you placed on a mantle and took pride in. Sure. But the fact that despite all of that, you know, the Delaware Power Sports finale, the, the get togethers afterwards, the text and message groups you hear from all different guys and, you know, everybody checking in and, you know, how'd you do, how'd it go today? Like, you know, and constantly, you know, uh, historically, and we'll see what some of the rule changes that are coming down the pipe now with, but, you know, someone having a bad day or someone you see having a good day, you know, text messages back and forth, like, Hey man, keep it up. That's awesome. Like you're hammering them or, yeah. you know, Hey, you missed a few, but you know, there's still plenty of time left. Get back into it. So it, that's the thing I, like I love that. the most is the community and, and you know, I've, I've got lifelong friends that I've made out of doing it. Here's a good temperature check. Hold, I, I'll tell you this because you'll find this funny, Justin, since you're a TD. Run an event in August when it's 105 on the water. <laughs> yeah. And tell me how many people come back to your award ceremony. Yeah, no I kidding. told that to a director in the South <laughs> one day. And he was like, I get about 30% of my audience to come back. I'm like, then your culture's not there. We yeah. average 80 to 90% to come back. Yeah. And so, yeah. and these are anglers that know they didn't win that because mm -hmm. we don't shut our leaderboard off until one or two o'clock, depending on the event. They know right. they didn't win, but they come back just to hang out. If your anglers are coming back in that kind of weather, 
you're doing something right. You're yeah. doing something right because they want to be there. They want to be there for the fellowship. They want to be there to talk and have a good time. And then the second thing that we use as a measurement tool, or at least I do internally, mm -hmm. tell me how long you sit around after your award ceremony. If your award ceremony is done and you're loading your truck up in five minutes, yeah, that's not how it goes down to Mid-Atlantic. There's a lot of times Matt and me have to kick people out. It's like, hey, <laughs> it's like seven o'clock. The award ceremony was three. We, we got to go home. <laughs> right. We got to go. Yeah, yeah but or, that's, or at least let's go get a bite to eat. Yeah, let's go get something to eat. Let's direct it to the restaurant. So, but that's a good check, that's right? Awesome. The competitive awesome. side will take care of itself. Inherently, it'll always take care of itself. It's making sure that you keep your hands around that and not just adopt the competitive mindset and keep your hands around that family side of it and try and continue to continue to foster that as much as possible. Yeah. Well said. I I, I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, I I've been to, to, to so many, um, other, other, you know, to, to, you know, different trail events where, you know, it's done in a parking lot and, and, and that's fine that, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but it is, it's, you know, third place, second place, first place. Uh, all right. See ya, you know, and it's just, where, where's the fun in that? You know, it's just, you, you gotta make it, you gotta make it exciting. You gotta make it comfortable for people. Mm -hmm to want to stay and talk and I mean, it's networking. It's, it's all, it's all what it is. And um, yeah, I think you guys get it. That's pretty cool. Um, but so, uh, you know, it, it could be this past year. It could be, you know, any year. I want to know from your perspectives, favorite tournament you've ever ran. You know, it's all boy. I know. Um, I know. It's a very hard one. I know. That's why I gave, I gave you the questions in advance, you know, so you know. Nah, to be honest, no. I don't read them. I'd rather shoot from the hip and be. No, be, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. But no, because I, I feel, you know, and, and it could go from different angles. It could go, you know, do you have a, you know, a philanthropic, you know, hook to it that, that sank with you? You know, did you just have a great showing and amazing events afterwards? Did you. You know, did it, did, um, you know, you, did you fish and you just did great? Like, that's cool too. You know, I, um, uh, yeah, just curious. I can give you, I, I got to give you three. I can't How give cool you just one. That? Yeah. Um, we ran an event. It was two years ago where their father and son took first and second place. Nice. And to see, and the, and the son won and the oh. father took second. Love that. And being a father myself and knowing that there, there's going to come a time where my boys want to compete too. They're itching to do it now. <laughs> like just like dad, dad emotions. I was like, this is great. This is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Um, I, I love won, <laughs> I won an MAKBF and KBF event on the upper Chesapeake. So from a personal standpoint, I won a trail a trail event. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And then, Knowing where we came from, the Mid-Atlantic, how, how small we were at one point in time, when we ran the Native event on the Susquehanna last year, mm -hmm. to know that we had made such an impact. MAKBF, DPS had made such an impact in the area that Native had come to us and said, hey, we want, we want you and your club to be a part of this. And yeah. not only be a part of it, be a part of it for the years to come. You know, so we're running that event. MAKBF's running that event next year. Oh, um, wow. Probably the coolest thing because that's that's like a huge 
you get that phone call, it's the CEO of Native, and you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like, man, you're making waves. We want you guys to do it. Let's do it, right? And so we're like, yeah. So like, that was the moment where I was like, okay, cool. It's yeah. fun to be a tournament director for this 15 minutes that we're on the phone. Then I got to go into panic mode trying to figure out how we're all going to put it. <laughs> you got to make it work. All right. Yeah. Oh, man, uh, so those cool. would probably be my three three most recent. But I and I've probably enjoyed every event we've run, and we've had some difficult ones. I'm sure we've had guys flip. We've had anglers upset for different reasons. We ran one. Matt, I think you were at the one we kicked one off last year where it was snowing, raining, snowing, raining, sleeting, icing, and it was blowing twenty. And we're pretty steadfast on our rules as far as weather is related. Mm. And that was probably one of the first events I stayed up all night wondering what the right call was. Mm. Run the event. Don't run the event. Keep it going. Don't keep it going. And fortunately, there's with a team of us, everyone can chime in. And it's not just my opinion. It's, it's five of our opinions. And we came to a collective and a decision. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was that was a moment where I was like, okay, cool. Like, what we've built here is good. We have a foundation that can yeah. withstand it all. Mm-hmm. How about you, Matt? Two events that come to mind. I think a lot of fun to run and be a part of. Uh, I think it was it was 2019, maybe we ran an event on the Potomac, and we did a joint event with another group. Uh, NVKBA here in Northern Virginia. Okay. And Mike and I were working on it together. And we had around 65 or 70 anglers, I think. Okay, and, yeah. uh, at that point, I was just, I was just doing TV. I wasn't, I was barely fishing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we got everybody launched off. I went to the local McDonald's, you know, breakfast and Wi-Fi. Yeah. <laughs> I judged fish nonstop Mm -hmm. from the time I got over there Mm -hmm. until the time I left to come back for awards. And I drove back to awards, set everything up as quick as I could, and pulled my laptop back out and started judging fish again. (laughs) And I think it was that tournament. That was one of the early tournaments we did with Perniac, which was one Mm -hmm. of the brilliant moves we did was moving there. Um, But where were you? we were using the same um, platform that KA and River Bassin was. Sure, sure. So okay. Okay. I, I had not realized that I get an email for every fish submission as a PD. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I looked down at it and I had like 300 emails <laughs> for fish. And I mean, I got back and people were like, how you doing? Like, we're tired. I was like, I'm, I'm tired of looking at fish, to be honest. It was the first yeah. time I could ever say like, I was actually tired of looking at fish, but it was to see everybody come back and everybody was catching fish. Everybody was upgrading. It was just a blowout. It was, mm-hmm. it was a ton of fun to be back at the ramp with everybody coming in. Cause everybody had a blast. Yeah. I tell you what, it's a pain in the butt when you, when you're a tournament director and of course you're like, you, you works out that you're like the only one that's available to grade right that day. And then all of a sudden you get, <laughs> You get like a billion, uh, you know, fish coming in. It's, it's a pain. And there's your day. But you you know, going through all of those fish, you know that you know everybody's gonna be happy. <laughs> like it's oh, just yeah. gonna be. It's just gonna. 
this is going to be a day that people remember and you know that and you made that schedule right because you picked that yep. like, at the right time <laughs> it was awesome and then the other event i remember was there was a young man that had messaged us i think he was 15 years old and said he wanted to come out and fish with us and we were at one of the reservoirs in maryland and i said you know you can come out you got to sign the waiver you got to have an adult with you mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. came out and his mom came out and paddled with him <laughs> all day and he made some of the rookie mistakes. He caught a couple of good fish and ate way ahead to DQ him and everything. Mm-hmm. But that season, we had a paddle sponsor. We had Werner Paddles. And okay. they were giving away a basic paddle every event for it. And we gave the event. We gave the paddle away to the guy who won first place, Jed Plunkert, who was an AOI for us for about four seasons in a row. He's okay. yeah. as good as they got. <laughs> um, but he turned around and gave that paddle to that young man and to have somebody at that level who is yeah. you know when he went to the kbf national championship he placed in the top five two back-to-back years and just but an unbelievable person and to see the kid's face light up and be so appreciative and just have the time to talk to jed about fishing and asking questions and yeah. being around all of us that was that was one of those just special moments as a as a TD and somebody that's involved with a series that just makes everything you're doing worth it. Well said. Yeah, definitely. That's that's a pretty cool uh, storyline to be around. That's pretty neat. Yeah, that's great. And and that's what it's all about. It's about it's about helping the next, you know, the the up and comers, the new beginners, and you know, and creating that environment that people can feel comfortable at coming back, right? Yeah. Um. Awesome. So you know, I know. You talk about you got you guys can talk a little bit about you know your specific roles, kind of of what you do, um, and what goes into getting a tournament going. You know what you know, pick a tournament, any tournament. You know, and uh, you know what, 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 what do you specifically as your roles? What do you guys do, kind of to to get ready for it? You want to start? Or you want me to, Bill? <laughs> oh Lord! Um, well, here I'll, I'll give the simple stuff, and then you can dive in after that. Okay, um, I mean, I'm at the role. You know, for a number of years, I was running the series, and uh, I always had folks around me, just like Bill said. Having people around you is great. Yeah. So, uh, in the past, I've done everything from reaching out to sponsors to working on sites, working on permits, getting everything lined up with dates and trying to work out a schedule and timing and um now uh, i'm kind of part of the team you know aaron's our president but as a team we all work together so like right once the season ended back in october we immediately started talking about schedule location so we've worked a lot as a team we've done a lot of that and we've talked about you know we talked about uh, Bill had a lot of good goal, amazing goals. He had a lot of great ideas, and we kind of said, "Hey, here's some sponsors we want to reach out to. Here's some things we want to do." And Bill has got a lot of that rolling. Uh, we released our schedule as a group, mm-hmm. and we worked around. We did a really good job. We've got, you know, as you said, with the networking between the folks on the leadership group and some of the folks that are close to the leadership group, we have a lot of contacts with 
different trails and series, whether it's national, local, and we did a really good job of working with or around those schedules, mm-hmm. you know, because as Bill said, you know, we're partnering up with a native event. Uh, we're also working with KBF to, in April to be on Potomac. Nice. Um, so as a group, we've put the schedule together. We've talked about, we've had meetings and talked about some of the rules, you know, is there anything we want to tweak and adjust? You know, mm-hmm. and we're also going to have some meetings coming up based on, you know, all the national series who we partner with coming down with their rules. You know, how are we going to interpret those or, or adapt or, or modify those for our local series? So, and, you know, Bill has been working tirelessly throughout the winter, as he said, talking to everybody and their mother, and he's been huge in the sponsorship game. Matt's so humble. He's so humble. Matt's our voice (laughs) of reason. Matt's the guy that's in our meeting. And look, from from a from a professional side outside of fishing, it's kind of what I do, you know, uh, relationships and business relationships, so on and so forth. So it's just natural for me to take on the sponsorship. But I'm also a dreamer. I can get on a meeting and go, this is what we're gonna do, blah, 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 blah. And Matt's Matt's our voice. Matt's like, oh. Bill, easy. I'm like, but Matt, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Bill, just just take a deep breath here, bud. I like it. Um, and, and that's what's unique about our trail. Um, everyone has a re- we don't have to define spots, mm-hmm. and and that's when you know you've picked the right team to be around you. When you don't have to define, you have to define a present. You got to give you got to give a guy the top so that if someone's really mad, me and Matt don't have to deal. Like here, talk to Aaron. That's the boss man. You talk to him. But <laughs> everything else, if you've picked the right people, you got the right people around you. And God bless the tournament directors that don't have teams. God mm-hmm. bless them. Because I don't know how you could do it. Yeah, yeah. No people kidding. will people will naturally find where they fit, mm-hmm. and they'll excel at that. Right. Um, Matt's very humble because we haven't made a couple announcements, but Matt's going to be very pivotal. And some of the steps as we start to release a lot of the changes that we've done, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I take on the sponsorship side, large part of it, just because it's what I've done with the old series. I handled all of the social media. I had, you know, anyone sees this from Delaware Passports, I'm the guy that would jump on and make silly videos and jump around and huge announcements and so on. And I did the same thing for Native too, right? <laughs> I, I enjoy that entertainment side of the atmosphere, right? You know, um, he, he says silly videos, but if you talk to all the anglers in the different groups, everybody goes, man, did you see Bill's latest video? It's great. You know, <laughs> so it's, they're, they're Thanks, welcomed with open sure. arms by everybody. Love it. People watch videos. They don't read posts. <laughs> I hate to tell you, and I can, I can and, and for any new tournament director that's watching this is maybe a recipe. Yeah. Look at your analytics, my analytics. I'll show you any day of the week. Videos absolutely get an, a, an attention rate much higher than any written post we've ever done. And I don't care if that written post says Merry Christmas. We get more attention on videos and more content and more, the message gets deeper and farther out than anything else. But as far as that, I, I take on the sponsorship side. This year, we're really, everyone's just kind of found their spot. We don't have to identify anything. And that's that's when you know you have the right group. Yeah, I agree. Uh, looks like we might have lost Matt, at least his camera a little bit. So we'll see if he pops on in a second. Yeah, but, absolutely. Um, What's next? Yeah, yeah. 
We'll see. Let me. I'll pop him down, and then if he comes back, we'll put him back up. But, Sounds good. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, you talked a you talked a little bit about the workload that you do. You know, during the fact, I love that that everybody kind of finds their piece. You know, it, having a having the right team, you know, to share that workload for everybody to kind of get together and to kind of mesh well is so pivotal, and uh, especially in kind of you know, running a, running a well-oiled machine, right? You know, business or business, volunteer aspects, anything is, it's, it's really important, but, um, you know, just kind of like jumping ships a little bit, you know, for people, there he is. All right, here he goes. Welcome back, Matt. Um, but you know, so we, I want to, I want to, um, touch base a little bit more about behind the scenes uh kind of work you know from from both of your perspectives and uh you can answer this you know individual you know you know separately and everything uh what's one thing that you wish people knew about what it took to be a a, a tournament director for the club you know what you know yeah what's that one thing that you know you just you don't want to be out there you know preaching and kind of playing your little violin or whatever you know but you just you just want people to kind of take have a little appreciation for knives machetes saws and shears multi-tools shovels swords axes spears hatchets and tomahawks if it cuts snips slices or chops midway usa has it find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives we've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners too for just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecovis store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. I got two that are kind of a tie. There's a lot of stuff that I think people do. There's a lot of folks that do realize, but there's, I mean, there's a lot of the folks that I think just kind of overlook it. Um, One, this is all volunteer Mm -hmm. because we we love the sport and we want to be able to share it with others and provide a good place for others to go. So, I mean, it's all volunteer and, you know, yeah. Even on the minor scale that I'm participating at this point with the hours, the number of hours and the amount of work that goes into this, you know, because even even if it's not scheduled meetings on a regular basis, the you know I can't even tell you the 
we started a group in October, November for the leadership group and it's the thousands of messages back and forth, you know, so there's, yeah. there's just the, the, the work and the time that we put into this to try and put out a good product and make, you know, do we want to make everybody happy and enjoy it? We, you know, that makes us feel good to be able to have the folks that come up after an event and say, hey, man, that was a great event. Yeah. Like, we had a good time. It went off great. So, yeah. Well, I mean, well said. I, um, my, my wife, I, I love her to death. She's very supportive. She loves it and everything. But she has a, a really hard time grasping that I don't get a paycheck for the amount of work that, that I do for, for this little series. But yeah, yep. so it's it's you know the struggle is real on that one. <laughs> uh, I will second that the hours, um, and I think some people know, right? I think some people have taken a a want sure. a, a want to understand, um, a want to know kind of thing. But mm -hmm. I can't. And and for any directors that are going to listen, they'll know. I've been at dinner with my wife and family and taking calls the Friday before a tournament to answer questions and I had to step out at dinner. I have been at a campground and judged fish for four hours while my kids are on the playground. Um, all time that I'm ha I happily give to the series, but the, 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 there's a lot of time. Like Matt said it earlier, we were the series that our series weren't even done and we were planning. We were already dealing with sponsors before before we had even wrapped their original season so much so that we had to all remind ourselves, like we still got finished the year that we're in because yeah. we're already working hard for next year. The big thing I'd want people to know is you can't make everybody happy. And I'm going to tell you, and, and, and if you're listening to this and you're an angler, know that your TD spends countless hours dwelling over a schedule. Yeah. is always probably one of the hardest decisions to make. Mm -hmm. And you have to make that decision for a lot of different reasons. But know that I've never met a tournament director in my life that takes a handful of darts, throws them at a map and says, this is where we're going to go. Exactly. exactly. I counted one day. Matt was, Matt was kind <laughs> of bashful about it. We had in – and while I'm at work, between the hours of like 9 and noon, I had like 250 Facebook messages, people going back and forth about our schedule one day. And that's the amount of effort that nine people put in to develop a seven stop trail. <laughs> and so we do our best to make sure that the bodies of water are at the right times, the right tides, the right mm -hmm. opportunity. We're deconflicting from a national perspective. We're deconflicting from a holiday perspective. We're looking at Mother's Day. We're looking at Father's Day. We're looking at this holiday and that holiday. And okay, well, are people going to drive to Texas for the this event? Are they going to drive to this? Oh, okay, well, KA's got an event here. Let's avoid that. And there's so mm -hmm. much that goes into it that I would love to put every body of water that every angler wants at their chosen time on a schedule. I would. Because then I could make everyone happy and life would be great. Mm -hmm. But know that, God bless, we have done everything in our human power to make the schedule the best it can. And that, 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 that'll break some TDs. It really will. It'll, okay. it'll tear you apart because no matter, who, no matter what you do and you put it out, someone's not happy. 
Yeah, and I, I think you're right. I think that's the that's a, a for lack of a better term, that's a, that's a rookie move for a lot a lot of tournament directors, first time tournament directors will make, is is they get one person to voice uh, some issue, and then they flip everything, and then they put everything on there, you know, by the voice of one person, and then they just ah, it's just the kiss of death. You know, you just you have to remember that, you know, the voice of one very vocal person, um, you know, might not be the general consensus or what, what's that what's best for the team or the, the, the group. I think a lot of people, you know, they forget about that when faced with confrontation. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So let's uh, let's switch gears just a little bit. I know um, you guys do. Uh, a little bit of partnering with the, uh, with charitable causes, right? So um, I looked on your website, a couple of, a portion of your entry fee goes to uh, um, a, a charity uh, that you guys talk about throughout the year or, or um, how does that, how does that work? So historically over the years, uh, Matt Bain originally started it. We did 10% towards okay. the organization, which for a long time, was Heroes on the Water. Okay. It's something we contributed to every year. Um, we made some changes. Uh, there was the local gentleman in Northern Virginia that was running Heroes on the Water, went out and did his own thing. He had a nonprofit for a couple of years, which is Bravo Zulu, which got us up you know, into, we'll say, the COVID years, as everybody dealt with. Okay. Um, since then, we've gone, we've had more... Uh, the last couple of years, we did a year where we actually had an angler in our mm-hmm. community that had some family health issues mm-hmm. that we took the money that year and contributed to them to help them out. That's awesome. Yeah. And then uh, most recently, we were actually doing, we had a side pot going, which we called King of the Crank. We actually have a little statue that goes with it. And so everybody that contributed into that pot, whoever finished the highest in the tournament, got to determine where that money went to. Love that. So uh, we went to organizations. Some people did, like, Wounded Warrior. And there was, um, I'm trying to name of the charity. There was one something with the, the 22 suicides with the Marines. There's a Mission 22, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a few donations to that last year. Oh, so it was each I love that people can name yeah, so every month in every tournament, whoever finished the highest said, hey, I want the, you know, whatever's contributed to that, 50 bucks, it was 100 bucks, whatever it was, hey, I wanted to go to this charity, which we've had a lot of fun with. So moving forward, that's something that um, we're kind of still working on mm-hmm. as a leadership group on how we want to handle that because mm-hmm. the prior charities that we've worked with specifically in the region are no longer in service. Yeah. So we're trying to adopt and modify that moving forward. No, was that uh, was that something that that kind of um, sat well? I not that was that was accepted really heavily for, by your community. Was that uh, you know charitable aspect that you know they they wanted? I don't know, I'm not yeah, gonna, I mean, nobody's gonna say no to that. Uh, you know what I mean? Um, you know. I, I just love the fact that people got the name where the where the where the where the pot went, and uh, you know, and it got, gave you guys a chance to kind of hope uh, 
you know, support other organizations that are, you know, closer to people's hearts and stuff. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's been great. I think for the first few years, and we have in, in both the Delaware Paddle Sports and the MAKBS series that are now merging into one, we have a lot of veteran presence. Mm-hmm. So we've got a lot of guys that have served in a variety of services. So when we were donating to Heroes on the Water in our local chapter, and even when it was Bravo Zulu, between you know the Virginia, Maryland region and Mid-Atlantic region, we had a lot of the folks that when they weren't tournament fishing on the weekends were actually going out and volunteering for those charities and being a part of their events and helping to get folks out on the water. So, I mean, that was, you know, easily accepted by everybody. It was a lot of fun, you know, for the years we were doing that, at the end of the season, we had like a dry erase check and we would write out, you know, Heroes on the Water. I think the one year, like the last year we did Heroes on the Water, uh, we donated something like $1,500 that year. And then the next year for Bravo Zulu, we donated like $2,000. So you get a group photo and have that check right now. Everybody had a lot of fun with that. Mm-hmm. And as it's evolved into the weekly side or the monthly side pods of tournament, people have had a lot of fun with that. Being able to say, hey, I wanted to go here or there. So we're bringing back the charitable label. Well, I, I shouldn't say bringing it back. We're continuing it. Mm-hmm. Thanks to some amazing sponsors that, the anglers don't quite know about yet. Maybe we'll talk about a few of them tonight when we close down. Um, we have found a way to remain a hundred percent payout club and still mm-hmm. maintain that charitable leg. So we just haven't announced it publicly. That's kind of why Matt's negotiating a, around it. We haven't. That's fine. I don't want to get you guys in any trouble. Yeah. That's you We're guys not get in trouble. I mean, <laughs> Aaron might call us and yell at us when he watches the podcast, but. Um, <laughs> We're, we've saved a lot of the announcements. We haven't made them all yet. It's not because they're not ready. I mean, we have the whole script written out and we know what no. we're doing. Um, we're just ironing some a few last pieces because when we come That's out, we want to have right? every piece. That way, because yeah. we want to do it in a format where it's, it's live and anglers can ask questions like, hey, what does that mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. Here's what it means. Sure. So sure. we are continuing. If anyone sees us before we make the announcement, we are absolutely continuing the charitable leg. We are going to 100% payout. We will not be taking funds out of the angler entry money mm. for the traditional series. So maybe that's, that's awesome. a little hint. Okay. Okay. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Um, so let's. So uh, you know, before the, I want to get in. I have your uh, your schedule queued up here. I want to highlight that a little bit and talk about what you guys are excited for um, for this coming year a little bit. Uh, but first and foremost, um, I, again, I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to, you know, so, you know, whatever, but if you, is there, are there any national local, uh, sponsors and supporters that you guys do want to shout out and, you know, kind of highlight that they're making your series what it is, you know, special. Absolutely. I have a handful I'd like to acknowledge. Now we'll, we will tell the anglers what, what this means as we move farther but obviously delaware paddle sports if you don't know who delaware paddle sports is i think matt and me would agree the premier retailer here in the northeast um they have literally given twice of what we've ever asked for for both series in the past and then this year we kind of we kind of got a little crazy it's like well ask for the moon and see what happens and we asked for the moon they're like well here's the moon and 
this and this. We just love you guys. We love what you're doing. We love the anglers. Um, so Delaware Paddle Sports, the series is at, they're our title sponsor. The series is brought to you by Delaware Paddle Sports. Uh, Native Watercraft, again, not only are we doing the event, Native Watercraft is working with the series from a sponsorship perspective. More details on that as we move forward. One of our own anglers, Trey Leach with Innovative Sportsman. You got the Torquedo and you got a mount. You know what Innovative Sportsman is or Rock Guard. Or, hey, if you don't know, Trey's rigging boats now. He's doing it all. He's got wow. it all. He's got torpedoes in the shop. He's got mounts. He's got rock guards. He's got everything. He's not just the guy that makes them out. I want to stress that because I think a lot of people think that in their mind. And I literally talked to Trey the other day. And he's like, Bill, I got like 20 boats I'm building right now. So he's a custom rigger too here in the Northeast. So huge thank you to him. You heard about it. Matt Baden, the founder of the series, the guy that brought you MAKBF, Matt Baden, first home mortgage was the first sponsor mm -hmm. to step up and say what you guys are, because they know the details. They know what's getting ready to happen. He said, what you guys are getting ready to do is absolutely outstanding. He's in and then uh, boondocks. So anyone that knows boondocks, boondocks has the car carriers, they have the carts, they have the wheels, they have all kinds of great things. I run boondocks rudders on every one of my native watercrafts. Great company. The guys over there, the owner and me have been talking. They're stepping up in a big way. And that's just a box of super sponsors. We'll put it that way. I like it. So we have a whole host of other groups or companies that we work with. Yak Attack, Yak Attack, Harbor Covers, Covercraft, you name it. Werner Paddles, Bending Branches. We're working with a bunch of different rod companies this year. Ducket Fishing, you name it. iRod's been a big supporter of the series for years. They're coming back to hang out with us. So there's a lot of sponsors, but... That's super five right now is, is the first five that we talked about. I like it. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's a great lineup you guys got. Uh, so let me, um, I'm going to share this screen here. See if I can do this again. I'm learning as I go. <laughs> um, all right. We got, we got John Candy over there too. So you guys are just going to have to <laughs> watch him laugh because he's been on my other screen for the whole, this, this, this whole recording. So. So I've been like, <laughs> watching him laugh over and over again. That was awesome. So, uh, so yeah, uh, you guys uh, walk us through the schedule for the upcoming year. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Matt, why don't you take the first couple? They're, they're your sweet spots. I like it. Yeah. Well, I, the Potomac River, uh, it, you know, despite what fun some folks say, I mean, it's a great fishery. Uh, <laughs> springtime, you know, fish moving in, there's always a ton of fish caught. It's just a matter of where you're going to finish in the in the process. Uh, so that's uh, an event where KBF is coming in for the National Trail. So we're going to hold it the same weekend. Rappahannock River, that's something new we haven't done before. So that's going to be a whole new experience. It's been a long time since I fished down there. So we're, uh, we're looking to get out, you know, but um, one thing to say too, it's, it's interesting because on our schedule, you see a lot of river, but there's a lot of 
we're lucky enough in this region to have a lot of windows where you can push the boundaries. So you can have smallmouth kind of in the northern end. And then the southern end is some tidal water with largemouth. Mm-hmm. So depending on how you like to fish and what you want to do, we've got some areas where any style can fit in. So Rappahannock River, uh, the boundaries there, we all the boundaries need to be finalized, but we're looking at having smallmouth and largemouth there. And then uh, Delaware River is the same thing. Uh, we're going to have smallmouth options and some largemouth options. I've never actually fished the Delaware River, so that's I'm excited for that because it's something new. Always like exploring new water. Right. And then, I mean, the mighty Susquehanna. I mean, the Susquehanna has been a staple on our schedule for a long time, and it's if you like chasing smallmouth, you know, it's arguably one of the best places in the world to go take smallmouth because, you know, when you can average a 15 to 16 inch smallmouth and on a regular basis pull 18, 19s out and even some 20s. Um, and they're, I like to call them, imagine putting a Hulk in a smallmouth body. <laughs> they are just angry little beasts that mm-hmm. fight to no end. They are a ton of fun. Hard, hard to beat that body of water right there. Oh, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I'll pick up from there. So then we go from the Susquehanna to Lake Knox and mixing up in, up in PA. A lot of people recognize that name. That's where Ike ran his first couple charity events out of Knox and Mixon. Great okay. largemouth fishery, some awesome fish in there. Gives anglers a lake perspective to look at. And then there's a river on here that a lot of people aren't going to recognize. That's the Pocomoke River. And that's on there for one specific reason. And so for any season tournament directors, we ran an event out there last year and all but two anglers, I think we had 30 or 35 participating in that event. There was an off weather day, all but two anglers caught a limit. It was the perfect, right? From a tournament director perspective, it was a slug fest. Now we didn't have 100, 105 inch bags, but everyone caught five fish and the anglers were enamored with it. It's yeah, a slow moving cool. river. It's easy to navigate. There's mm-hmm. flooded cypress in there. It's a great opportunity to go out and, and play the river with a little bit of tides, but go out there with, with the understanding that you're going to catch fish, right? Yeah. Throw what you're comfortable with, do what you want to do, so on and so forth. And then that last one on there is tournament of champions. It's a two day event that will be an earned entry. You'll have to earn into that. Mm-hmm. I'll say it here, Aaron, you can get mad at me if you hear it. That is going to be a guaranteed payout with zero entry. So once you've earned your right into the tournament of champions, there will be a select group of anglers. We haven't, we have, we're not going to announce the number yet, but once you've earned in there, there will be a guaranteed payout and it will be zero entry. It will be two days. I'll tell you right now, we haven't solidified it, but we're thinking maybe small mouth on day one, large mouth on day two or large, vice versa. Mm-hmm. Really teasing everyone's strengths, right? Because we have some really strong largemouth fishers and we have some really strong smallmouth guys. And hey, with the ability in the Northeast and especially in the Mid-Atlantic where you can put guys on two different bodies of water in a really close proximity and they can fish for both, why not see who comes out and takes home a guaranteed pot of money? I love that. I love that. So uh, talk a little bit more about like the um, the nuts and bolts of, of the trail series. Is it is it do you have to be a member? Is it open to the public? Um, it's open. You know, how do you find how does somebody find uh, an event to sign up? You know, 
so it's open to the public um we do we do have a membership fee it's more of an operational fee now i like i said earlier we're 100 percent payout club so that money rolls right into an aoi pot or rolls into the toc wherever it goes but that money is used for permits and different things like that right so there is an entry or a membership fee we do offer kids discounts we're going to offer uh leo first responder discounts military veterans discounts it's the first time we've done that but we we want to give back to that community and give them that opportunity and then the easiest way to find us is always going to be social media and i think that's for most clubs right facebook's the easiest place to find us you can facebook.com forward slash makbf or you can join our group page and and be a part of the family there um we have a website too www.makbf.com you can find us on tourney x search makbf i mean we're in all the spots um Mm -hmm. but if you want the most real-time information facebook's always going to be the best place to go to um you'll probably get to see my face and matt matt you're gonna see matt's face for sure (laughs) because i'm not doing all the videos this year but matt and alex Mm -hmm. are going to be on there we got something really special planned for the winners of the events that matt and alex will be a part of um so anticipate when you come to the pages it's going to be very interactive right it's going to have a lot of information a lot of opportunity a lot of highlighting the anglers and the sponsors here in the northeast um so that's really the nuts and bolts there is a membership fee that money comes back to all the anglers when it's all said and done right it's it's used for the operational expense because remember we do this as a volunteer standpoint and every year Matt, myself, Aaron, Alex, we've all put our money in anyways. We end up putting money in it somehow. Someone picks up pizzas, someone picks up sodas. This operational expense covers some of that and then goes out to the anglers at the end of the year, right? We, we keep zero dollars from a club perspective for anything else. 100% all yeah. the books when it's all said and done. And that makes 100%. That makes sense completely. Yeah, and I don't, I don't fault any clubs that do it different. That's oh, just no, 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 the no, way nobody's... we've chosen. Yeah. Yeah, no, this this uh, this this show is not to put anybody down. It's just highlighting, you know, what makes each individual trail special and different. And mm-hmm. uh, nobody's saying that it's their way or the highway. It's just that's the way they do it. And mm-hmm. that's all. That's awesome. So close it up, guys. I just want to know. I want to look forward. We saw the schedule. We kind of heard a little bit um, about some cool secrets that are on the uh, on the horizon. I'm excited for you guys for that. I'll be watching specifically personally to see what what's rolling. Um, but without giving anything away, without getting too much in trouble, uh, you know, what's the most? What's what's the what are you looking forward to the most for the twenty twenty three season? <laughs> yeah, come on, <laughs> blowing the anglers' doors off. I mean, I think blowing the anglers' doors off because that you know, as a as a group and with. Uh, Bill's amazing ideas and and a lot of what everybody's chimed in and done. It's an organization. It's it's going to be a fun season. We've got some new bodies of water. We've got a whole new, I don't want to say a whole new approach to things, but we've got some things that are going to be surprises that are going to be a lot of fun for the anglers. Looking forward to bringing new folks on, uh, getting the competition going. And After sitting here talking for an hour, I'm ready to go fish. I know, right? <laughs> uh, I will tell you, I am probably most excited that we have retained the authenticity of both of the series. We've retained their heritage, 
we've blended them together so that the best parts of both series, you know, I think a lot of people were concerned that this was going to happen. We've taken the best parts of both series, put them together and built something really, really cool that will give opportunities to the angler who's never fished before, who wants Mm -hmm. to fish their first tournament and is afraid to, because let's, let's be honest, sometimes you roll into a parking lot of an event and everyone's got trailers and everyone's got torpedoes and that guy shows up. And we had a guy show up with an inflatable last year that he bought, I think, from Cabela's. It was like a raft kind of thing. And the look on his face when everyone's dropping PA-14s with side skin and, and all this yeah. stuff, and he's just like, oh, my God, we're, we changed that. And so mm-hmm. we were going to give that guy an opportunity to compete and feel comfortable. So that's number one. Number two, we didn't forget about our high-end competitive anglers and all the guys that want to compete. I'll, I'll paraphrase it like this. We're going to make it financially behoove you to be at all the events. <laughs> we will have numbers on checks that this area has probably never seen before. Nice. And I'll leave it. I'll stop there. That's a great um, soundbite right there. <laughs> but... <laughs> We're going to, for any anglers that happen to be an MNKBF angler watching this, the hotel room's worth the price. We'll leave it at that. I like it. So that's what I'm most excited. Huge opportunity for every caliber of angler. And for the anglers that don't get to travel to the national series, some of them will have an opportunity to win national level money here at home. It's big time. That's big time. Guys, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for uh, highlighting Mid-Atlantic kayak bass fishing. I mean, that's pretty cool. Um, well, thank you, you guys... for having us. Yeah, yeah. And my first my first yeah, guest, so I will always remember you guys. No. <laughs> but, hey, um, uh, anybody uh, that you guys personally or professionally want to give shout-outs to and, you know, that support you guys both personally or, you know, um, go for it. Go on, Matt. Uh, I mean, the series itself, just the, the rest of the leadership team, you know, Bill mentioned them all off earlier. I mean, the rest of the leadership team that's not on here, the angler advocates, even the English as a group, I mean, we wouldn't be here without them. Uh, for myself personally, i um, been working with Jack, I've been on the Jack team, you know, for a year and a half or so now, which has been amazing. And then Irod, Rod. I mean, the, the Matt Newman out there runs a great shop, and I love those guys. And he, he's always been – he's been great to our series ever since he came on, and we really appreciate it. And then, I mean, Delaware Paddle Sports. I've been going to Delaware Paddle Sports since we started the series, basically. And, I mean, those guys are basically family at this point. They're, they're an amazing shop, an amazing group of guys, and uh, we appreciate everything they do for us. Yeah, same here. I mean, I couldn't say it any better. It's a huge thank you to the anglers. That's why we're here. If, if the anglers weren't a part of it, we wouldn't be having this conversation today. Huge thank you to them. Huge thank you. And, and look, I get sometimes we have bad opinions. Sometimes we have good opinions, but opinions are opinions, right? And so I appreciate all the feedback we've gotten. It's definitely helped scope 2023. Huge thank you to the people that I mentioned earlier. I mean, without them, they've done so much heavy lifting for us that we wouldn't be where we're at today. And then for me personally, fortunately, I can't rock the Jackson logo. I rock the Native logo. So thank you to Native Watercraft. 
uh, Dakota Lithium, Drake Waterfowl, and Drake Performance Fishing, and then Delaware Paddle Sports. Matt said it best. If you haven't walked in that shop, I can't even explain to you the the feeling when you walk in. Whether they know you or not, you are instantly family. And they will remember you for the rest. They take every, whether you're buying a rudder cable or you're buying two kayaks, I've, whatever. Mm-hmm. They take every interaction serious. They treat every customer above and beyond. I can't tell you how many times people that don't know that I'm affiliated with them come to me and they're like, Oh my God, you, let me tell you about my experience. So Brian, that. Billy, John, and everyone down there, they're just absolutely outstanding for me personally, for the series, for, for the anglers in the area. I mean, we couldn't have a better shop here. Well guys, uh, thanks again. I will, uh, I'm going to, uh, I'll let you guys go. Have a great night and uh, we'll talk to you later. Sounds good. Thank you. Guys, thanks for joining me. spread out on a tiny island that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But, as I've learned, no matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. You want to succeed, you want to fish, you want to be one of the greatest. Tune in to West Marine's Life on the Water, presented by Costa Custom Boats, every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.